Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast. This is so exciting. I got a video episode <laughs> uploaded on Spotify. No idea how to do it on Apple. Not sure if it's up there. Still a tech noob. We'll figure it out. Talk to you soon. But this is so cool. I want to talk about environment today and I want to throw it back to a few environments that I have been in that have both benefited and not benefited myself and my evolution and all of the things. And it's so, so relevant when it comes to business, right? When we're speaking to environment, it is one of, if not the most important things like in the whole entire world. So when I was younger, I was actually a dancer. I danced all through high school. It was sort of like my sport. My two older brothers were playing um, footy and cricket and all of the things. I would literally follow them around to all their games all the time, every weekend. And then I fell in love with dancing. And at the start, it was just like, let's do it with a friend. I think we started in like maybe year five or year six. It was just sort of like a fun thing um, with a friend and then really fell in love with it and then ended up um, going like almost every afternoon, ended up getting a scholarship and then, um, yeah, was just like, it was my whole entire world. Like honestly, dancing was a huge, huge part. And what is really cool when I think to environment at dancing, there was obviously different sort of year group, like year groups that you got to play with different sort of classes that um, you could try different ones that you were invited to. And what's really funny is that there is, there was this thing called show group, right? Which would do all of the Estedfords, which is like all of the, the competitions and things. And you have to be invited into this group, right? If you are seen as being like, dedicated and you're you're improving and you're trying and you're showing up and all of the things you get invited into show group and what is really cool is that before you're invited into show group and before you have a scholarship it's so easy to just sort of cruise right so easy if you are just in sort of like the quote-unquote regular classes I guess and just doing like one or two a week really easy to just show up tick a box and go home. Enjoy it. It's kind of like fun. It's cool. But when you get invited into show group and you get a scholarship, it's sort of a completely different mind game. Like you show up so, so differently. And once you're in that show group, it's like the highest level within the, um, what's it called? Within the company, within the business, within the, within the space, within the thing. (laughs) What's it called? I don't know. The highest class that you can be in, right? Where it's like you've you've got to attend ballet, you've got to attend a jazz class. Um, if you've if you're going for a scholarship, you've got to go to many other classes as well, right? It demands more of you and in that environment, it's pretty intense, right? Some weeks it was just like full on and you really had to lean on everyone that was around you. You had to work as a team and quite naturally you're calibrating to their level. So often when you are invited into this this group, um, you are kind of at the quote unquote bottom, right? I don't like using like levels and hierarchy and all of the things, but if we're thinking about it very logically and physically, you're, you're going into this group. There are people who are better than you. It's just like, it's just a fact, right? They're, they're older than you. They've been doing it for longer. They're more experienced. They have been practicing more. They're just naturally better than you. So when you jump into this space, it's a little bit like, oh, fuck. Like I, 
I know what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm good, but I'm not like up to this level. And it's so cool because even just being in that space, you, you become on their level and you really start to take on their mindset and you really learn from the way that they are moving and you really create, um, create your own sort of era. Like once they all leave, once everyone finishes high school, they usually sort of just leave, um, because it's not really a space to stay around years and years afterwards. And it's so cool because you realize that once you move through and then you're at the, at the final years within that space, you then see all of the younger girls come in and then you get to sort of set the standard, set the pace for them as well. So it's just really cool thinking about environment and how easy it is to calibrate to the people who are around you and not just the people, but like the language as well. And the Um, the standards as well was a huge, huge one. So that was a space where it was so, so beneficial for, for my environment to just dictate the way that I held myself. And I still take so much of the things that I learned as a human into my life, especially when it comes to the gym and, and just in life in general, you just learn so, so much. And if you've played sport, you might be the same just in terms of like showing up and consistency and discipline and practice and experiment and like all of the things. Now on the flip side, in the year 2020, right, it was COVID times. There was not many people that had to work. And at the time I was living in a share house. So it was Tom and myself and then two other boys. And it was a party house. 2020 was the year of party. Let me tell you that place was like a revolving door of humans coming in and out. And because so many people were just like they have days on work and then it would get locked down and then it would get whatever, right? All of the COVID stuff where you're like kind of working, but you're kind of not. And then you go into lockdown and then it's like full lockdown and then it's sort of open again. So people are just sort of not really doing all that much. So it was very, very easy to calibrate to that environment. Now, what's very interesting is that before moving into this house, kind of like skip back a few years back to like maybe 18, I'm going to say 17, 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. I would drink a lot and I would party a lot. Like you might not expect it or know this part of me, but I was, I was happily a party girl. Like I'd happily go out and party and whatever. Then it sort of like died down. It became more like civilized party, right? It was like, I got with Tom, um, got together with Tom and then we would like drink red wine and we'd go to wineries and it was like more of a classy (laughs) drinking sort of space, but yet still drinking. And then we moved into this share house and it was sort of the house where some people are still living with their parents. Some are living with housemates who aren't party people. And so the house that I was living in was, it just sort of made sense to be the standard sort of party house. So for a whole year, it was hectic. Like, I'll be honest, it was hectic. And I, I've been like towing, to, well, what's the word? Towing, towing, towing and froing. <laughs> Whatever that word is, whether to tell you guys like all about this party aspect, because it's got honestly nothing to do really with where I am. But I think it's so important with environment because I always look back to that time and I'm like, if I was in a different environment, I don't know if I would have partied that much. And 
What's really interesting is that I'm not taking away the self-responsibility in this, where it's like you can be in the worst environment and you still have a responsibility to do whatever you want to do, right? I'm not I'm not bypassing the fact that obviously it was 100% me putting myself, one, in that environment, but two, like going along with it as well. And what I will say is that so, so often I actually wouldn't like stay up. I wouldn't party. I'd have like one drink and then go to bed early and just like listen to the party for hours and hours and hours. And um, yeah, it was just really funny. Everyone, every time I did drink, everyone was like, oh my God, like mom's coming out to play. Cause I was just always, I just knew it wasn't me, right? I just knew that the party thing wasn't me. I was so done with it from some wild teenage years that I was like, It's just very easy. If no one's working, you're in the environment, it's the party house. If you are a drinker or have drunk or partied in the past, you would know that it is, it can be pretty easy to to have a rubber arm. But so, so often I, I wouldn't, I'd like hang out and like sort of drink. And then I was like, guys, this just is not me at all. And then I remember it was New Year's Eve. We had a huge night and then I'm pretty sure we were up until the sun was coming up. And I was like, I remember sitting there and being like, this is not it. (laughs) Like, this is not it. This party thing, this like staying up until the sun's coming up and feeling like shit the next day. It's just, it's not it. It's not the life that I want to be having. And it's not the environment that I want to be in either. So from that day, pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was the, the year 2020 And then it was New Year's for 2021. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. I was like, no more, no more, no more partying, no more drinking, nothing. And then we ended up moving out at some point. I can't remember. (laughs) It's like all mushed into together, but we ended up moving out at some point anyway. And funnily enough, zero drinking happened from then on. And still, I haven't really drunk then. I might have a cheeky um, coconut margarita, which is like my new favorite drink. If I'm like, at an occasion or it's like a special thing. But other than that, it's just not what I do. And it's just so interesting to see the comparison between the environment at dancing to the the drinking partying scene. So easy just from being in the environment to make certain choices, whether it be good or bad or whatever it is. So it's it's just going to say that environment is huge. So, so huge, especially when it comes to business. If you are in the right environment, what happens is that certain standards are set. It's not that they are high standards. It's that it becomes the standard, right? Huge, huge difference. And whatever environment that you're in, you're going to normalize certain conversations and whatever is normalized within the environment that you're in becomes your reality, So once that is your reality, you then take it on as beliefs, right? I'll give you an example. If you go and talk to everyone who is in bed at 6 a.m., they're probably normalizing that it's freezing outside, it's winter, it's dark, it's early, and going to the gym is hard right? That's normalized. So then that becomes the belief. So then you're going to act in accordance to that belief that you're normalizing based on your environment. Flip side, go to the gym. 
at 5.30 in the morning and ask everyone who's at the gym, what's normal? What's normal is it's cold outside, it's dark, it's early, maybe it's hard to get to the gym, but I'm here. And it's just a thing that we do. So isn't it so, so interesting that two, it can be the same thing, right? It can be exactly the same reality where it can be true that it's dark and cold and early. It can be true, yet it's what you choose to normalize that is going to dictate the way that you move. And the environment that you're in with people who you surround yourself with is going to change that huge, hugely. Another example, I don't eat fast food really ever. Like Macca's, KFC, Hungry Jack's, like it actually, nah. The, the, the only thing I'll have is maybe hot chocolate or maybe a, um, like a whole chicken and rice from a Porto's. Right. Other than that, you will not catch me eating Macca's or KFC ever, like ever. It's just, right. I don't normalize it because it's just like not a thing. But if you go and ask all the people that are at the drive through someone the other day, I forget who it was. I think someone, a friend of a friend was telling me that they get hotcakes for breakfast from Macca's every goddamn day. Every day. Um, I was shooketh. I could not believe it. Could not believe it. That is what they're choosing to normalize. I'm not saying you do you, you do you go to Macca's, be in bed at 6am. Don't go to the gym, do whatever you want to do. I'm not saying do whatever. I'm saying this is the things that I choose to normalize. And then it's going to be very easy to see the way that I move based on the things that I normalize money, right? If we were thinking about money, if you surround yourself with people that are talking about how expensive things are and that interest rates are increasing, right? And you're moving with that collective conversation that money is hard and expensive and mm, woe is me. You can imagine if that is the story and the belief that you're running with, You can imagine the way that you're going to move based on that story, based on what you've normalized, right? If you were to surround yourself with all the people who are making a fuck ton of money, big, big bank all the time, every day, having conversations about the opportunity and how incredible money is. And what it makes possible and how much we love it. How different are you going to move and behave then? So, so much. So, so different. So based on the environment and and the conversations that you're choosing to normalize, the standards that you're choosing to hold, it's going to completely change the way that you move. And this doesn't just go for who's in your close proximity, right? It's not just your friends and your partner. It's like, it goes beyond that. It's like, who are you following on Instagram? Are they benefiting your evolution or not? What conversations are they having? What is being normalized? Are you listening to the news and the radio? Because I can tell you the conversations that they are choosing to normalize is not going to benefit your evolution. I don't care what you say. You cannot convince me otherwise. 
turn the damn thing off. It's so, so interesting that if you just put yourself in the environment and do nothing, things are going to shift. So imagine if you put yourself in the right environment, got yourself a seat at the table and you participated and you started integrating what you're learning. Crazy, huge, huge, huge shifts would happen, but they're not going to happen for as long as you're still entertaining the stuff over here. The stuff that people are normalizing that you are choosing to normalize that actually isn't going to benefit your evolution. So, so often I actually just sit in that exact question. I'm like, is this going to benefit me here or not? Is this a conversation I want to normalize or not? Do I need to set a boundary here? Can I just walk away? Those are your two options. You either normalize the opposite conversation or you walk away. You do these ones. Peace out and you walk away. Those are your two options. And you have that conscious choice, decision and responsibility. People are talking about money in a negative way. You either get to bring in a conversation that's going to normalize the opposite or you set a boundary and you walk away. Or you just shut the conversation down. Right. Many options to play with, but it all starts with you and the conversations that you are choosing to normalize, the standards that you are choosing to set. This is where everyone's like, well, my partner is negative. So I can't I have to be negative with them. I'm like, no. And what's really interesting is that the minute you start to shift any sort of thing that you're learning about your human. Everyone around you changes with you. Those who are in close proximity and those who really value and respect you, it's really interesting to watch, especially when it comes to standards. The minute you start to elevate, you're going to see everyone around you change and move with you. They get to come with you. And don't don't just think that it needs to happen in a hot second. Like give them time. You're still integrating this. You've got to let them do the same as well. Very, very interesting. When we speak to momentum and creating momentum in business, so many people are trying to create momentum, yet they're still normalizing these conversations. They're trying to create momentum, yet the environment that they're in isn't going to benefit them healing at all. They want to build momentum, yet they feel stuck. And they're not moving themselves. Environment, 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 environment. It's like the biggest thing ever. Even the environment with yourself. Right? You are, you are with you every day. That's literally how I see it. I see it's like me and this other me. And we're just like hanging out all day long. Every single day. Right? It's like, isn't it weird how you can think about your thinking? Isn't it weird how you can like talk to yourself? There's a, there's a, an actual voice in your head. (laughs) I'm just crazy, right? If you can think about your thinking, then it means it's sort of like there's two of you, right? That means that you have a relationship with yourself. So that means that you are in an environment within yourself. 
So even if there's a part where you're like, look, right now, I actually am living in a terrible environment in terms of the humans, but for the minute, for the hot sec, I actually just have to stay put for whatever reason. Cool. You still have a responsibility to create an environment with yourself to also set a boundary where you're not going to have certain conversations and to normalize what you want to normalize in terms of conversations and boundaries and standards and all of the things. I don't believe that it's anything external of you that is the reason why you're stuck. I believe it's you. I know that's going to hurt. I know that might feel a bit like, ooh, good, good. Something to look at there. If it feels activating, there's something to look at there. This is perfect. So many people blame the external, blame their environment, blame the conversations that they're having, blame the people around them. You have a responsibility and a conscious choice and an opportunity to create whatever environment you want to create. As far as as saying, I can't X, Y, and Z, the only time you can't do something is potentially if you physically are unable to do that. But if you are physically able, you're able to do it. Because all of the mindset stuff, we get to work through. And that's exactly what we do within my private containers, one-to-one containers, within my group containers, within Momentum Mini Mind that's coming up. That's what we get to play with. We get to unpack all of the mindset stuff. And like I said in Spicy, which just finished up, which was just the most insane container ever, you are physically able to do the thing, right? If we were to take both physical and your mindset, say it's like going to the gym, Right, physically, quite easy. Get out of bed, put your shoes on, put some clothes on, probably your clothes first. <laughs> you get in the car, you drive to the gym. Physically, easy. Very doable. Talking on stories on camera. You pick up your phone, you put it in front of you, you click a button, and you use your voice. Physically, pretty easy. So why is everyone getting so fucked up? Mindset. This is where everyone's so focused on the strategy in business. I know I'm going on a tangent here. Everyone's so focused on the strategy. Yet they're not actually applying the strategy. The strategy is all in front of you. In all of my containers, in every YouTube video you could possibly find, in every reel on Instagram, in every book, in every podcast, the answers are right in front of you. They're accessible. They're right there. It's the mindset aspect. Because if you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you're not applying it because of your mindset, it's useless. Absolutely useless. Your mind is the most powerful tool you have as a business owner and as a human in general. When it comes to creating an environment, creating a life that you're obsessed with, one that is literally unimaginable, my new favorite word, 
an unimaginable life, an illogical business where you're getting results that actually, you know what? They don't really make sense. You know what does make sense? What you're normalizing. What you're normalizing is probably what you're conditioned to normalize. You know what's normal? Going to work every day from nine to five at a job you hate. You know what's normal? Bringing in thousand bucks a week, 1500 a week, normalized. But if you want illogical growth, if you want an illogical business, if you want an unimaginable life, one that lights you up, you're going to have to start to normalize other things. Because for as long as you're normalizing what I just said, it's going to feel really hard to only work two hours a day. It's going to feel really hard to bring in heaps of money all the time. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. How is that going to feel easy and accessible if you're normalizing all the other bullshit that we're conditioned to normalize? It's all in the mind. If you were to normalize bigger and better things, you're going to have bigger and better things. If you set a higher standard, then you're living at a higher standard, right? It's nothing external of you. So while I'm like environment is so important, it is only the first part, right? Environment is the external. It's only like, I wouldn't even say the first part. It's a part. The first part is you and your brain and your mind and your human. The environment piece is just like this bonus thing where it's like, if you were to set up your environment, both physically and the conversations that you're having and energetically to really benefit your evolution as a human and as a business owner. Then it's just going to feel easier to do all of the things because conversations are normalized and standards are set and boundaries are easier and conversations are being had about big, crazy, illogical things. Your environment matters, but your mindset also matters. And those are the two things that I feel like so many people are missing out on, especially as business owners. People are looking for the next biggest and best piece of strategy, the next tactic. What can I say to land the client? What can I post to land the client? And while all of those things are important, while I teach strategy through Book the Bride, through Master the Game, all of the Instagram stuff, more sales, the masterclass, like All of the the strategy, tangible stuff is there, but you need to be able to apply it. An environment is just going to help make that make sense. It's going to make it feel more accessible. Because before I got to where I am right now, with the mindset and emotional intelligence that I do and the environment that I've created, if I was to ask the current environment that I had at the time, Does this make sense to hire a mentor for $30,000? What do you think people are going to say who have still got the conditioning normalized? It's fucking wild. No, don't do it. Doesn't make sense. So it's like people want these big illogical businesses, yet they're relying on a shitty environment 
or one that just doesn't doesn't align or even just external validation to be able to move, to be able to do illogical things, to get the illogical growth. So much of it comes down to ourselves. And that's why I'm like, create that environment within yourself. Because, well, even if you get yourself in a good environment, right? Even though the people in my world, I'm honestly so in love with and obsessed with, right? My friends, my family, Tom, my partner, they're also not doing the work that I'm doing in terms of emotional intelligence. They don't see the vision that I see. They're not playing into illogical things, which is fine, but I can't rely on them to help me make decisions based on where they are at. This is where environment is like, it's so important, but then it's like, you don't want to lean on your environment if they're not in the same place that you are. So it's like, you can have a quote unquote positive environment, right? My family and my friends and my partner are fucking elite. Like I love them so, so much, right? Environment in that sense is amazing. It's beautiful. But if I was to lean on them for external validation, for the illogical things that I'm doing, I wouldn't be doing the illogical things that I'm doing and I wouldn't be where I am now. So this is where the relationship and environment with yourself is crucial Because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to make the call. You've got to call the shots. You've got to make the decisions. You have to move. You have to create that momentum. So it's like, okay, first things first, find yourself a better environment for where you are now. And if you feel like you're in a good one, how can you just amplify that even by 1%? Go and unfollow one shitty account on Instagram or go and follow one good one on Instagram. Put something into your routine that's actually going to increase your frequency in terms of environment. How can you change your physical environment? How can you sign up to a gym? Whatever it is. And if you're in a terrible environment at the moment, start doing the things to get yourself in a better one. Now, once you're in that environment, it's having the emotional intelligence to see that we can't lean on them to make the the illogical decisions to, to, for them to validate us in the crazy shit that we're doing that makes no sense. The point is it makes no sense. <laughs> it's not supposed to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be logical. And for everyone who's in your environment, even if they're the best humans in the world, if they aren't doing this work, listening to these podcasts, understanding more about their humans, strengthening their emotional intelligence, it's not going to make sense for them to validate you in an illogical thing that you're doing, right? Because you're moving based on where you are, on your mindset. They are moving based on where they are. It's not to say that they're wrong in that. It's not to bring up any shame for either party. It's just having acceptance that you get to move regardless of what is happening externally and regardless of needing external validation, You get to move regardless. You get to create that momentum regardless. But what I know to be true is that the environment that you're in is going to help you move in some aspect. The the thing is, and the way I like to think about it is like the gym, 
right? We had testing week last week at the gym where it's like, we're all testing like one RMs and just like crazy weapons doing crazy things at the gym. What is so cool is that someone's got the, the, the most weight they've ever squatted in their whole entire life on their back. They go to squat and then everyone else who's just like just resting and like standing around kind of like moves their attention towards the person who's squatting. And as they're moving up, everyone's shouting and everyone's screaming, going, go, go, go. And the coach is there going, send it, just send it. And if you're the one under the bar, fuck me dead. It's like the best environment to be in. It's the best atmosphere in the whole world, right? And this is where environment comes into play. This is where it's so beneficial, right? Because being in that space where people are doing the same thing, pushing for better, trying to just build a weapon of a human and see what they're capable of and everyone's cheering each other on like I've never seen in my life. Like it's actually wild to be a part of. I feel so lucky to be a part of it, right? Environment in that moment where you're trying to lift the most that you've ever lifted in your whole life, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference and you cannot tell me otherwise. It makes the biggest difference ever. But the next part to that is that you still have to lift the weight, (laughs) right? This is the perfect example where it's like the environment is going to benefit and help you like nothing else. But there's also the self-responsibility piece as well. I'm not leaning on them to lift the weight for me. I have to lift the weight. I've got that self-responsibility, right? So this is where I say, you've got your environment. It's going to help. It's going to change everything, but you can't lean on them to do the work. Once you've got your environment, it's then on you. You then have to head down, bum up and do the thing, do the work. That was one of the the one sentences that my mom used to always say. I don't know in what aspect, but she used to always say head down, bum up. I have no idea what for. Couldn't tell you. It's like one of those sentences that have just like stuck in my head forever. You guys actually, I should interview mom one day. She's funny. She's a great time. So environment is massive. It's literally one of the, the biggest catalysts for growth alongside the human piece, the self-responsibility piece. Put yourself in a good environment, right? The relationship that you have with your partner, whether you live with them or not, is huge, massive. And if you feel like the partner who you're with isn't necessarily the most positive, right? Or they're not having the right conversations, it's your responsibility to move and shift that for the both of you not just for yourself, for him as well, for her as well, for your relationship as well. So, so important. It's your family. It's the conversation that you're having with the barista in the morning. It's the people that you're following on Instagram. It's the classes that you're in, the sport that you're playing, the gym that you're, you're attending. It's all of the things coming together. It's the news that you're listening to. It's the books that you're reading. It's you and yourself. Even consider, do if if it's like me and me, right? Am I a good environment for myself at the moment? 
What conversations am I having with myself in my head? Really interesting. Because if you're saying, why do I suck at this? I'm an idiot. This isn't working. I can't do that. Money is hard. Things are hard. I'm the victim. All of the things, right? That's you and you. You've created that own in, your own environment with yourself. That's going to be the biggest, the biggest catalyst for growth if you shift the relationship that you have with yourself, right? It all starts with you and yourself and your mindset. Massive. Now, I've got a question from my podcast, Humans, which is you guys, um, which came through on Facebook, on the Facebook Collective. So if you're not in there yet, get your butt in there. It's a good time. You get all um, exclusive updates. You get all early bird access. You get announcements from me. Um, I've also got like some polls and things on questions for you guys. There is a um, anonymous question box that is just rolling. So you guys can jump in there, ask your question anytime. I'm going to answer them on the podcast. Um, It's all happening. It's all a good time. And you're here and you love this. So you'll love that too. All right. What are your top website SEO tips? This look, I'm probably not the best person to ask for SEO stuff just because I don't really know how it works. What I will say is that with my old website that I did by myself for like years and years and years, the one thing that I really focused on was thinking about the keywords that people would be typing into Google. And if you're an SEO person, like don't come at me. This is just like what I did. And I'm hoping this might help some people, right? But just, I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) when it comes to SEO, but I would use the keywords that people would type into Google and I'd use that on each page of the website. And then I go into the, um, the website platform as in I was on Wix. So I'd go into the Wix like backend and I would go through all of their, um, their SEO guided stuff, right? There was literally like a hundred things that I had to tick off. So it was things like, um, captions on photos was a big one, like naming each page as well. So within whatever platform you're on, whether it's like Wix or Squarespace or Shopify or whatever, I'm sure there would be sort of an integrated, um, thing within the platform where it'll take you through all of the SEO stuff. But apart from that, I'm going to be honest, I don't have that much of an idea. So in which case, potentially ask an SEO expert, potentially um, YouTube some stuff. Maybe if you can find a book, I doubt it. Probably just YouTube it. Um, Maybe podcast. If not, potentially if you work with um, a website designer, they might help you do bits and pieces with it as well. So those are all the things that you get to play with. Other than SEO, like you're probably going to know that I'm going to say just smash free content on Instagram, right? It's huge. It's huge, huge, huge. And most people, if they're going to find out about you other than Google, obviously if SEO isn't working, you're not showing up. But if they find out about you through word of mouth, through referrals, through Pinterest, through whatever other platform you're on, they're going to look you up on Instagram anyway. This is the part where people are like, I'm just going to lean on referrals and I'm just going to wait for word of mouth to happen. And I'm like, firstly, waiting ain't it. Like, Bare minimum energy ain't it. But secondly, even if someone say I was getting married and I go to the venue, they give me a list of vendors. If they have a list of photographers, what's the first thing I'm going to do? Look them up on Instagram, 
right? So even if it is this word of mouth thing, a venue referral, they find you on Pinterest, most of the time, I'm going to say 99% of people are going to look you up on Pinterest, on Instagram, look you up on Instagram. Instagram's so, so important. I'm currently running Master the Game, which is just the most insane container. We have deep dove into um, all things strategy and mindset and energetics. And it's just like, it's wild. It's just like such a cool space. People are getting so much out of it, which is insane. But I'm going to love you and leave you before I do. Speaking of environment, we have Momentum the Mini Mind happening. It is currently only a handful of spots that are left. Only a handful. We start mid-August. This space has popped off, right? So many people in my DMs, so many people jumping on board, which I'm so excited about. There are only a handful of spots left. We start mid-August. What it really looks like, if you haven't been in a mini mind before, is it's a coaching space as opposed to like a teaching space, right? More of like that mentorship guide. So you guys will be jumping into the space wherever you're at in business, whatever industry you're in worldwide. And you're just going to be plugging in with things that are moving, what you're stuck on, what you want to make better, heaps of mindset stuff, business stuff, backend stuff, content, whatever it may be. And then we just get to to mastermind all together. It is a mini mind, which means it's just quite short. It's only about four weeks and we have group coaching calls. We have a one-to-one call, a personal Instagram audit and Voxer, which is just a messaging app the whole entire time. So you have direct access to me, my brain, my standards, all of the things and the other women in there as well. And I should say women and men because now I've got men coming into my world and that's really fun. So all of the humans that are in there, which is so, so cool. And speaking of environment, this is the space, right? This is going to be the catalyst. What is really cool is that for myself as a client within another mastermind that I was in earlier in the year, just signing up to the mastermind, not even being in it, everything changed. I showed up differently. And then being in it, having the conversations that you're having at like 7 a.m. on a Thursday, It's just wild. And like I I was speaking about in terms of people normalizing certain things, this is where you get to normalize really cool stuff. This is where you get to have bigger and better problems. This is where you get to make the good fucking extraordinary, right? You don't need to have everything falling apart to jump into this space. This space is because you know that there's more. You have more in the tank, right? You know that moving can feel a bit scary. It can feel a bit risky, a little bit unsafe. This is your safety. This is your safety net with these other humans who are also building these huge empires and are also scared as fuck, but are doing the thing anyway. This is the space for you. If that's your vibe, just DM me at flower.ed, double underscore on Instagram, and we can chat all things momentum. I love you guys. I'll chat to you in the next podcast. Bye.